everybody, Bob Main here. Welcome to another episode of today's Survival Show. Episode 128, to be exact, where it's my goal to help you harness the power of choice, to live life the way you want to live it, on your own terms, and strengthen your resolve. I keep survival simple, not extreme, and I don't like to get into a lot of tinfoil hat type thinking. That's just not my style. So thanks again for tuning in. Let me share this. This is going to be a guest podcast today. I have a guest that recorded something in advance on water storage. So this is about water storage and purification. Some pretty good stuff. Uh, And I'll introduce my guest here coming up. But this was recorded in advance, and I've spliced it together with my little introduction here. And I think you're going to like it. I just want to say that I like to get these types of things. I like to do interviews, and I like to have guests on here doing a podcast. If you have an area of survival that you'd like to talk about, if you're into preparedness of some type and you think that you've got some good information, I would love to have you on the show. You can either record something in advance like my guest did, or I've had people on here quite a bit interviewing. I think I've got all my interviewing software all figured out now. And I'd love to have you on the show. So send me an email. The website is todayssurvival.com. And the email to reach me if you want to do a guest podcast or even just send me a comment, bob at todayssurvival.com. Bob at todayssurvival.com. You may notice a little bit of a change in the audio quality. My headset that I've been using for a year and a half finally died on me. It finally... Gave up the ghost. So guess what? I'm now speaking to my iPhone. Uh, There's always a way to do this. There's always a way to record an audio file, folks, if you want to. I'm just using the voice memo function on my iPhone. Uh, And there's a hint for some of you. If you have an iPhone or or an iPod Touch, you want to do a guest podcast or something like that, the voice memo feature, it works pretty good, as you can see. I'm sorry, you can't see. (laughs) As you can hear. Right now, I'm doing it on that. Okay, a couple more announcements that I want to talk about. Please don't forget about the forum. Join the Today's Survival Show forum. Just go to todayssurvival.com and click the forum button. It'll take you to where you want to go. Pretty easy to do. A lot of friendly people there, a lot of people that want to converse with you and share ideas with you. And uh, it's a slow-growing forum, but it grows every week. I'm always adding new members to it. And that's great. Uh, I'm still selling my combo shooting and survival CD or digital download. Don't forget about that. If you want to support the show, by the way, folks, half of the money that I raise is going to the Second Amendment Foundation. Now, I'm going to do another fundraiser starting in March. And it's not going to benefit a gun organization. It's going to benefit somebody else in the preparedness field. I'm putting all that together. It's probably going to take me till sometime early March to put all that together. Right now... You're going to support my show if you make the investment, and you're going to support the Second Amendment Foundation that supports our gun rights. But more importantly, you're going to get some very good preparedness information that I have not ever covered. 
on the previous 127 episodes of today's survival show. So it's only $15. It helps you support the show, and it goes to some good causes. Just click the Buy Now button at todayssurvival.com. I will email you a link, and that link will give you instructions on how to download the, the, uh, the special uh, download that you purchased with your investment. Okay, hopefully that's uh, clear enough for you. And for those of you who have already invested, thank you very much. All right, let me introduce my guest. A man named Dustin Keener, who was my guest on episode 62. If you remember, if you heard episode 62, he covered pistol caliber carbines. Uh, Dustin Keener, he lives here in the colony, Texas, not too far from where I live. If some of you are kind of new to this show, I live in Frisco, Texas, suburb of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Dustin has put together some pretty good information on water purification and water storage and he made me think about some things that I haven't thought about. And he made me think about trying some things in my water storage and my water purification setup that I really hadn't thought about. Now, this topic has been covered before. We've covered a little bit of it in our chat room. And by the way, I forgot to mention about the chat room on the Today's Survival Show forum. We keep our chat room down to some really good survival topics. We don't get off topic very much, and there's a lot of friendly people, so you might want to take advantage of that as well. So we covered it in that. There's also a couple of threads on the forum about water storage and purification and so forth, but I think you're going to like what Dustin has to say here. So uh, I'm going to turn the rest of it over to him, but this is Dustin Keener. He's a listener to this show. He's a participator in the forum. I've had a chance to meet him in person, by the way, uh, real impressed with this guy, real impressed with his knowledge. He's going to tell you about his uh, level of training when he does this podcast. So without any more announcements or anything like that, let's go ahead and cut to the interview. You're going to hear about a 15-second musical interlude here, and then you'll hear Dustin come on with some information about water storage. So don't go away. Stay tuned, and I'll talk to you soon. Hi folks, this is Dustin Keener, otherwise known as D&D in Dallas, speaking to you today. Uh, Bob was good enough to uh, let me share a few ideas of some things that I have come across in my research, and uh, I wanted to bring those to your attention today. Uh, quick little background uh, about me. I uh, was fortunate enough to... Um, be interviewed on episode uh, 62. Now the topic that I'm going to speak to you about today is pretty much going to be everything associated with emergency water purification. And one of the uh, greatest uh, advertising slogans I think ever devised was that by Camelback, you know, which uses the uh, you know portable uh, systems, you know, that have the, the canteen, you know, type water holders, um, you know, that they don't need like a backpack or different things like that. And uh, theirs was hydrate or die. And that pretty much sums it up right there. So to that, we're going to be talking about um, various things about emergency water purification. I um, 
learned of a new method. It's new to me. It's not new at all, but it was very, very exciting. I'm going to share that with you towards the end. One quick thing before we go into the amount of emergency water purification, let me tell you why it may be even more important to store water and for emergency purification and everything like that. Now, we have all heard one gallon per person per day. You know, a mantra we can you know all recite in our sleep. But let's think about let's think about that. And let's think about these events and where would you actually find yourself day to day? You know, based on the activities. You know, what could you do versus what you would want to do? Things like that. I'm going to submit to you um, my water storage ideas and plans and see if uh, this changes your way of thinking. Um, I'd be curious to know if anyone uh, would have similar thoughts. Now, here it is just my wife and I and our two dogs. Uh, one at 100 pounds, one at 50 pounds. So, so for the two of us, two adults and two dogs, you know, normal thinking would normal thinking would put that at probably three gallons a day for us. Um, I'm automatically going to cheat that up to four. Four gallons a day in our situation, your mileage may vary. Two adults, two dogs. Now, to that, over that course, I know as long as uh, the toilets are going to flush, if I provide them water and I have that available to me, I'm going to take advantage of that. Um, that's two and a half gallons a shot right there. I'm going to allow for five gallons right there. That's one toilet, one flush per day, two adults. Not a lot, but... Certainly a lot better than the alternative by comparison. So we think about that. So we're automatically going to add five gallons a day to our four gallons a day. So that's nine gallons per day. Now, if we go through this on a long-term event, I know uh, there's going to be some issues that will tend to come up, not every day, but with regularity and something that you certainly want to think about. Um, the way I look at it, there's three events that come up approximately every three days. You know, you might not, you know, you might want to space them out on different days. But if you look at it, you know, every third day, you know, for cleanliness, sanitation, hygiene, three things are going to come up that will make your life much better, much easier if you can do. Three things. One is, you know, have an increased level of washing and hygiene on about that third day above and beyond what you're doing already. Um, you can certainly, you know, with the amount of water that's allowed, you can certainly do some basic hygiene, which is terribly important. Um, there's some chemical products and some things like this that are very good. But about that third day, you want to uh, try to increase your level of, of washing cleanliness, if at all possible. Two, about that third day, you know, most of us, you know, even though that we've stored things we can eat out of can and we have MREs and we've stored a great abundance of, you know, plasticware, about that third day, most of us are going to need to wash a few dishes.
you know, to, you know, to whatever level of cooking we have to cook things out of, I would think like that. And also the third day, if at all possible, you're probably, you know, if not that first week, you know, right away, shortly thereafter, that third day, you know, you're probably going to want to have the ability to wash some clothes, you know, even just, you know, you know, I mean, even if you had to wash them with, you know, hand soap and rinse them and air dry them, you know, you're going to want to wash, you know, a little bit of clothes to whatever ability you can. Now, I look at those three events every third day taking another 15 gallons, five for each. And that's kind of the bare minimum, and that's just for the two of us. So, all of a sudden, you know, if we take this out to six days, you know, do the math on that, it comes out to 84 gallons. So, you know, 84 gallons for six days for two people. That's uh, 42 gallons for six days. Each person, roughly a seven gallon day per person. And you're not going to use all seven in one day, but, you know, just thinking if you're going to try to improve your lot and make it the, you know, the very best, very best that you can, that's something, something to think about. Um, we're storing some rainwater uh, in some buckets, and we have that marked as such. And, uh, you know, put a few drops of bleach in there and close it. And we know that that's pretty much just going to be limited for washing. You know, we might filter that just with, uh, you know, even if we don't catch it right away and it's collected some things, if we're a couple of days late, you know, we'll filter that just through a cloth on the top and, uh, you know, put a few drops of bleach in a five-gallon bucket and seal it. That's pretty much going to be reserved for washing, uh, if at all possible, washing clothes, for, I mean, um, flushing toilets. We have some other ones that um, we fill just outside from the garden hose and, uh, that's straight from the hose, put a little bleach in that, mark that, and that's pretty much going to be reserved for washing clothes, um, washing our bodies, dishes, things like that. The, our drinking water is, uh, most of it's pre-bottled and pre-packaged, and what little bit that isn't is stored uh, in a food-grade container. So that's just how we're doing it. Um, maybe that will uh, provoke some thought and uh, maybe give you a different perspective about your water storage. Now, I'm very fortunate that I have access to, uh, an easy access to water to a stream outside my door 70 yards through a vacant field. Um, actually, I have access to a stream at 30 yards, but that's uh, quite a hike. I am disabled. Um, I can get around with a cane. Um, just noticed that that was the first time I did that. I was able to share that with you folks. Um, <clears throat> you know, I have access to with kind of a, an extreme hike down a hill or something uh, at 30 yards outside my door. Um, if I go beyond the stream at 70 yards, I'm going to uh, run across two more. One of them I would have to cross the street for. One I would not. Um, I have a very large pond 300 yards behind that stream that I have easy access to. So still, even a large pond is less than a quarter-mile walk outside my door. So I'm very fortunate in that respect. I use that. 
Um, first thing I ran across on emergency water filtration, and uh, I haven't seen this widely discussed on any sites, but this is something that I was looking at uh, for another subject, and I ran across this, and I've seen a few little references, but uh, nobody seems to be uh, stating this, and I'm not really sure why, is that there are um, very cheap filters that can be used um, readily available and ordered for a few dollars. I believe I paid five or six dollars for the one I have. Um, and that's a filter that, you know, that they can, the most fine you can filter it all the way down to half a micron, 0.5 microns. And that's um, a biodiesel fuel filter. And uh, I'll include a link to this to where I buy mine. And, uh, you know, that's something. And uh, you can use that. And I hope that's something that everyone will take advantage of. Um, Cryptosporidium. Pretty much uh, um, the emergency health organizations and, and the uh, prep community states that just uh, chemical treatment of water in normal conditions will not effectively guard against cryptosporidium, uh, will against giardia, but uh, cryptosporidium, water would have to be boiled for quite some time, um, unlike in most cases, um, you know, a, a boil of, a, a rolling boil of as little as about 10 seconds, you know, uh, will suffice. Um, cryptosporidium, you know, to make sure to guard against that, you know, you really looking at nearly 10 minute oil to uh, make sure and uh, guard against that. But uh, you can have your biodiesel filter, which is I guess maybe six, seven dollars, and uh, filter that down to the one micron level. You're certainly going to filter that out. Um, you're still going to have to treat it. This is not like the commercially, um, you know, water treatment systems that, um, you know, in most cases, you might not have to treat anything. They can filter out things so small that uh, it's not going to be an issue. But those are, you know, 0.2 microns, 0.15 microns. This the small, the very finest biodiesel filter you can get is uh, 0.50. Oh. But that's still, you know, um, that's going to allow anything that you have to be treated or boiled. Um, even with cryptosporidium, you can do that. Filter that and use your boil for 10 seconds as opposed to 10 minutes. So uh, I'll include a link to that. I think that's something that uh, absolutely um, everybody should uh, use and add to part of their preparations. Uh, I need to order some more. Um, the other thing that I've ran across is that um, I'm sure, uh, especially if you're uh, an outdoor enthusiast, you may talk about the tincture of iodine. And you know, 2% tincture of iodine and treatment for this. Um, that's not a medical product I use, so I'm familiar with. So that's not something I would normally have available to me. But there is something else um, that's a product and uh, a little known fact that you might not be aware of is that you can also treat uh, water purification. You can make water. Uh, Drinkable in emergency conditions by using approximately 8 to 16 drops per quart 
Now, this is per court with this particular item. Uh, agent, not gallon like it is when you're using you know, household bleach. It's per court, 8 to 16. 16 would be very extreme. You know, you'd have to have um, cold and kind of cloudy water in kind of severe conditions before you'd use that much. Using Provodone iodine. It's otherwise known as betadine. You wouldn't want to buy betadine because that probably has a, you know, some added scents to it and, and the perfume agents or whatever. You'd want to buy the generic. But uh, you can use betadine to sterilize your water. So, something to keep in mind and uh, pick that little tidbit up from uh, Cody Lundin's most recent book, When All Hell Breaks Loose. And I was not aware of that particular uh, item and uh, of course familiar with Betadine. Uh, even though I've never worked in that capacity, I uh, did complete EMT school about a million years ago and uh, been around hospitals. I'm an exercise physiologist by training and specialized in spine rehab. So um, been around the medical setting a lot and seen a lot of Betadine in my day and I uh, was not aware of that. So um, that's a good little thing to know and something that you can remember. Um, the other method that apparently is not brand new, it's, uh, you know, it's just now becoming widely talked about. Um, and I, this was really exciting for me and I hope it's something we can all use, you know, remember and take advantage of. And it's referred to as SODIS, S-O-D-I-S. And there's a very, very, uh, good set of articles and links and information in Wikipedia about this, just under SODIS, S-O-D-I-S, which is the solar disinfection of water. And uh, apparently this is something that's been researched for quite some time. And uh, the World Health Organization uh, is a huge favor of it. And uh, something, and that's merely putting water out in the sun. You need one of these um, you know, PET bottles, you know, PET is the chemical abbreviation, um, which I cannot remember, and if I could, I probably couldn't pronounce it anyway, of that, the soft drink bottles would be the best example of that. You know, either the two liter bottles or, um, you know, the 16 or 20 ounce bottles that you might find in a convenience store. And uh, have a clean bottle, put the water in there, place that in the sun, can be um, as quick as six hours under ideal circumstances. Um, you want to use the direct sunlight, the solar radiation, as well as the infrared radiation for the heat. You're going to need to bring the temperature up a little bit above room temperature to 86 degrees is what we're looking for. So there's most of the time direct sunlight, you know, six hours a bit. Um, if you have some way to heat the water up, uh, considerably. You can cut that down to about two hours. Um, so you could place a black cloth underneath it. You know, anything to increase the solar heat radiation. Um, you know, in third world countries, they put them on uh, corrugated tin roofs. You know, I put black cloth underneath it, something like that. Um, you know, you know, I live in the adjacent town to uh, our host, Bob, here in the summer, direct sunlight in uh, July in Texas wouldn't take to, uh, you know, in extreme conditions, if things were 100% cloudy the entire time, um, it's still effective. 
takes two days. That's the difference between six and 48 hours. But uh, if it was completely in cloudy and overcast and out that, um, you know, obviously cloudy and overcast for two days. If you had very much rain uh, during that two days, that's going to negate that. And, uh, of course, if the, um, you will still have to filter water before this if the water is very, very cloudy you know, or has a lot of what they refer to as turbidity. Um, you know, that's going to need to be filtered, but we have an easy access. We have easy access to that, or at least certainly inexpensive access and uh, relatively easy access to that. So that's uh, something that I think that we should all consider as well. Um, that's a, I think it's a wonderful thing. I'm, you know, beginning to see how this is being used in uh, third world countries across the world, and. Uh, it's a very viable solution, and I think that uh, it is going to help out a lot of folks in a lot of uh, parts of the world and living under, you know, somewhat more austere conditions than we're fortunate enough to find ourselves in regularly. But in those extreme circumstances, that is something that we absolutely do not want to uh, lose. And now... Here's for the dirty little secret that nobody's told you, and this is the part that, uh, this is the main thing that I wanted to get to this, and this is, uh, well, when you think about everyone that's told us about household and using it to disinfect water and everything, you know, um, I don't know about you, but when I learned this, I found it a little disconcerting, um, because as we use you know the uh, 16 drops per gallon of suspect water of using household bleach to treat that um, bleach breaks down and is unstable now you know I knew that you know to the point from high school and college chemistry that well sure it's unstable you know and I thought that they meant unstable like well, sure, you know, if you take hydrogen peroxide and pour it in a glass and leave it out in the direct sunlight and wait long enough, sure, it's going to turn into water, you know. When they said bleach being unstable, I thought they meant, you know, bleach is unstable like that. That shit's not going to be, you know, totally um, retain all its properties, you know, in uh, normal conditions and maybe a little less in heat and things like this. Um... It goes beyond that, which FEMA and the Red Cross, and no one uh, has um, bothered to share with us. Here is something. This is a direct quote from a Clorox bleach representative. Okay, you ready for this? We recommend storing our bleach at room temperatures. It can be stored for about six months at temperatures between 50 and 70 degrees Fahrenheit. At this time, Bleach will begin to degrade at a rate of approximately 20% per year until totally degraded to salt and water. Storing at room temperatures much higher than 70 degrees Fahrenheit could cause the bleach to lose its effectiveness and degrade more rapidly. However, if you require 6% sodium hypochloride, you should change your supply every three months. So how's that? You know, that, uh, and that's coming, you know, from a Clorox representative. You know, need that kind of thing. 
you know how many folks are going to uh, stay on top of that or at least be unaware of it but you know there's there's an easy viable solution to it and it's calcium hypochloride in a very stable fashion known as pool shock and you can buy the small bags of it like for hot tubs and things like that and, or it's, um, I think it's less than three dollars I have a couple of bags of it now I'm going to throw around some figures here uh, of measurements and things like this now just know that um, this exact um, amount I'm quoting is this is going to be for some very high test grade um, pool shock calcium hypochloride um, you know something you know that on occasion you might have to special order at a pool store probably not depending on time of year and things like that but um, you know I purchased one bag at 57 percent and another at 70 percent and generally the average runs around you know the mid 60s um, and uh, yeah so if you take a look online um, you know some of the things you'll be will be towards higher that um, if you research this on your own just um, just pay attention to the percentage of this actually I tell you I'm going to actually give you kind of the guidelines of what to use kind of based on the average um, like if I combine those two that I have together or um, something like that if you but if you take a look at that um, yeah just you know be sure if it's uh, you know 57 percent um, 78%. Most of it's going to run around right in the mid 60s, you know, for somewhere, and that's fine, and that's a good, that's a good uh, number to work with. Now, for something like that, um, so kind of thoughts about that um, that you want to use. Um, this was originally found at Survival Topics. Um, I also found a link to this through a very good site that had a lot of great information. Plansforpandemic.com. Um, a lot of information there about that. Um, kind of the different, some different ways to do that. Um, generally, the pool shock sold in very large containers, and you want to keep it as stable as possible. You can buy the one-pound bags, like I have. Um, I believe the salesman at the store said I could even order some. Um, in the very high 90s, um, I'd have to order 12 one-pound bags, and I think it would be about $40, including the shipping cost. So, um, you know, that's something to check into. Um, for something like this, like I said, using um, what would be kind of the average percentage uh, of active uh, housing, calcium hypochloride for this, you want um, a quarter of an ounce. So one heaping teaspoon. Um, so think about this. You know, one heaping teaspoon, about a quarter of an ounce. You want to mix that in six quarts of water, about seven. You know, depending, going to be anywhere from six to eight, depending on your level of uh, you know, how strong it is. Kind of the mid level, I would say, would be six um, quarts of water. Um, if you had uh, you know the stronger high test, you'd probably want to maybe make that dissolve that in about eight quarts of water. So we take that, we dissolve it in six quarts of water, 
and to that we have our base concentrate. Now, we take that and we add that one part per hundred. So that's then one ounce of our six quarts. One ounce at a time is a hundred ounces of water, or three liters. So think about that. So, um, and that's going to that's going to degrade at the same rate as uh, you know, as commercial bleach. So I would say six quarts like that, each ounce treating a hundred gallons would be about the maximum. You know, you keep all that safe. You'd want to rotate that every three months, uh, unless you keep in a very hot environment, which would be unlikely. So. Um, you know, that's kind of your maximum right there. So, but, you know, do the math. If a quarter of an ounce, there's quarter of an ounce makes six quarts. Six quarts makes 600 quarts. Um, little goes a long ways, and we spent $3 for that. Um, one alternate method that was mentioned on plans for pandemic, um, it's something to think about, and you could use this in your calculations. Uh, if you wanted to use this as, as cleaning, um, that there is a way that you can uh, formulate that to that um, for the uh, bleach method here, just a moment. If you wanted to make your own household bleach uh, type solution with that, which you'd use 16 gallon, 16 drops per gallon, um, you would add half a teaspoon to uh, three fourths of a cup of water, and uh, just treat that as bleach. That's just regular bleach, just like you buy at the store. So, 16 uh, gallons a drop um, for disinfection purposes, like medical cases. Uh, that's a one to ten mixture um, I'll tell you this if that is all that you had to clean with um, you know if you didn't have any other chemicals or anything like that um, you certainly need to be careful you know um, about your know, skin contact for prolonged periods of time but if that's all you had to clean with um, you might take that to about one uh, part that to nine parts water maybe even eight. I certainly wouldn't do more than that. Uh, but that's if, uh, you know, you did not have uh, anything for any type of household cleaning or disinfection. Um, and uh, a good disinfectant under normal conditions like that would be um, one part bleach to ten parts water. But again, you can uh, make that, and that's um, half a teaspoon in three-fourths of a cup of water and that's your recipe for household bleach. And so on that, um, I will include uh, links and videos and some various things to this. That is pretty much all I have. Um, I uh, hope you found this interesting and uh, hope you've uh, learned something with it. And uh, it's something that, uh, you know, we all should uh, be ready for because, uh, Hydrate or die. You know, it doesn't uh, take very long before um, we would be in a bad way in uh, an emergency situation.
So um, thanks again. I just wanted to close with, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet Bob uh, Maine this summer. Um, he was gracious enough to uh, enter uh, me in um, one of the drawings um, since I interviewed with the podcast. And, uh, and then also gracious enough to bring the prize to me uh, that I'd won um, over the next town. So I got a chance to sit with him over lunch and uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. He is a tremendous individual and, uh, you know, made me uh, an even bigger supporter of the podcast than I was before. Um, you know, he does great work. Um, I know that I'm very grateful and appreciative of what he does to bring all this information to us. And just wanted to say thanks for that. And uh, let's go shoot sometime, buddy. We need to. Uh, hopefully, we're going to meet up uh, on the range one of these days soon and uh, try to get some practice in. And uh, the very last but not least to uh, everyone, I want to say um, when you get a chance and you're out and about, you know, thank a hero. You can find one. Certainly our military personnel, but a little closer to home, the fire and police and the emergency medical service, you know, those, um, you know, are the folks that are there for us right here all the time. And uh, when the uh, air is pierced by the sound of bullets or something exploding into flames, it's those guys and gals that are running towards it that allow us to be able to run away from it. So when you get a chance, take time and say hi, and uh, we appreciate what you're doing for us. And you all take care and uh, look forward to uh, being in the forum. Been a little scarce in the forum this past year. I had a little trouble uh, with passwords logging in and out and uh, just kind of let that sidetrack me from being in there. But uh, my wife and I, Diane, and I will be in the forum uh, regularly from now on. And uh, look forward to chatting with you good folks there. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Thanks very much, Dustin, for doing that. I appreciate that. And, folks, don't be afraid. If you've got some good information to share with people, please uh, send me an email. I hope you enjoyed that. I got some good ideas out of that, some good tips, a couple of things I'm going to try. And he started making me think about the fact that I don't store enough water. So thanks, Dustin. You kind of got me back on track. You see, sometimes we just have to be reminded of the things that we're supposed to be doing, you know? I don't know. I mean, do you find that to be true? How many of you listening to this show feel that sometimes you just have to be reminded of something? And when you hear it coming from somebody else, and maybe if somebody puts it a little bit of a different way, maybe they put it, they use different terminology than what you're used to, or maybe they, you know, come up with one little small idea. Sometimes the small ideas can start some big thought in people. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about being a big thinker. And I'm, you know, I think that's part of the preparedness mindset. I want to finish up this show here with some preparedness mindset stuff that I want to talk about. Are you a big thinker? Are you a big picture thinker? You know, it's amazing what the human mind is capable of, folks, and it's amazing what we are capable of when we set our mind to it. That's the goal. When we set our mind to it, we're capable of big things. And so... I just want you to think about that, and I hope that in some way you have been motivated to try something with your water storage to maybe store a little bit more, maybe have some several different ways of purifying water. Um, Dustin mentioned Cody Lundin's book, When All Hell Breaks Loose. It's a fantastic book. Let me suggest that you read that. 
Uh, 98.6 Degrees is another book that he's written. You know, Cody Lundin's not the only authority out there on survival and preparedness, but he's a darn good one in my opinion. So let me urge you to take advantage of that. All right, folks, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this show. If you have any questions or anything, like I said, send me comments, get on the forum, and so forth. And thanks for listening. My name is Bob Main. My guest today was Dustin Keener. And you have just listened to another episode of today's survival show, where it is our goal to help you harness the power of choice, to live life the way you want to live it, on your own terms, being prepared, strengthening your resolve. Thanks for listening to another episode, folks. I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.